Hey, this is Dan Savage from the Orlando Magic, and you're listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from the guys at Orlando Magic UK. Now it's over to Garrett, Mikey, and Paul. Go Magic! What's up, Magic fans, and welcome to episode 27 of Penny for Your Thoughts. Um, I don't know why I've started to upbeat this week, <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, we'll get into why in a minute. Um, as usual, we've got Paul and, and G with us this week. Paul, how are you? Very well, my friend. Thank you. Achy legs as a result of all the exercise, but other than that, all good, mate. All good. good. Uh, Excited for the future. Absolutely. G? Um, I've had better weeks, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> it's been a bit of a roller coaster, um, but, you know, We've, we've got a goal now, so let's just move towards that goal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and we are welcoming back our first, uh, or a guest that we've had on before. You're the first person to come back on an episode, Josh. Um, so we've got Josh Robbins back on from The Athletic, who we actually reached out to you for a few weeks ago because we thought you'd be the ideal person to come on and help us break down anything that might happen after the trade deadline. So welcome back and thank you for coming on. The ideal person part is subject to debate. No, <laughs> we'll <thanks> see. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Well. <laughs> so. Might not turn out too well. <laughs> I'll do my best, though, I promise. Oh, dear. So we last had you on back in November, and we did a uh, off-season preview, or we, we had a chat about what we thought the Magic might do. Um, obviously, they didn't do a lot, um, and then obviously uh, everything sort of, gone from there really um first of all i want to air something that a lot of people on twitter especially have been saying is thank you to josh because you've had some you've been doing some tremendous work over the last week or two with your articles on the athletic um i've been reading your ones that you've been doing with some of the other beat writers for some of the other teams coming up with ideas for trades and sort of walking us through what the team might be doing as things were sort of unraveling um and also being direct at some of the questions you asked the players before the deadline like Aaron and, and Evan was the sort of things we'd want to ask them um, but I don't think there would be many people that could do it as well as you did so yeah thank you <laughs> yeah but I'm happy it's been a lot of uh the job is a fun job I'm fortunate to have it I'm blessed that that uh People who follow the team bother to read what I write. And uh, so it's it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. No, no need to thank me. No, no need to thank me. Don't even. That's cool. Um, so what I'll do, I'll do a quick recap. Um, we had four games last week. Uh, we started with the Celtics um, last Sunday, which is an early tip-off, which hasn't really gone well for us in the two games this season. Um, the Magic led after, uh, led after, sorry, led by four after the first quarter. Um, but once the Celtics got their noses in front in the second quarter and Jalen Brown made 10 of Boston's 23 three-pointers in the game, uh, the Magic lost 112 to 96. Uh, we then started a three-game homestand um, against the Nuggets. Um, it was a horrendous, it's probably the best word for it, first half against Denver. It was just, it wasn't good. Um, but they did get themselves going and they, and they sort of fought back a little bit in the second half. Um, Jokic finished with 28 points, 15 rebounds, 10 assists. Um, and Evan Fournier, I think, had 31 
in that game sort of helped the magic sort of stick around in that in that second half but we lost 110 to 99 uh and then we played the phoenix suns on third uh, wednesday i believe um it would end up being the mag- uh, the the last game that we saw Nikola Vucevic, Evan Fournier, and Aaron Gordon in a Magic uniform, um, and what a way to sign off uh, beating one of the hottest teams in the league at the moment. Um, Vuce finished with a game high, twenty seven points, fourteen rebounds. Uh, Evan Fournier finished with uh, another game winner with six seconds to go, and we've got a defensive stop um, to win the game one twelve to one eleven. Uh, Chuma Akiki in that game had a career-high 17 points, six of six from the field, including four threes. Um, and it sent the uh, the pro tankers on Twitter into meltdown for a few hours, which we've all had a bit of a laugh about. Um, so <laughs> that was all good. Um, and then we had the Blazers game last night. Uh, it's the first game since the uh, trade or the trades that we'll talk about shortly. Uh, the Magic only had seven players available. Um, MCW was a late scratch for a, a stomach bug and come off the bench. Terence Ross suited up so they could go ahead with the game. Um, there was no Damian Lillard. Uh, Norman Powell had his first appearance for the Portland Trailblazers. Um, it was a really hard fought four quarters. Um, Chuma Kiki again, topped his career high with another career high of 22 points. Um, four threes, nine for 15 from the field, um, but a physical game. The Magic ended up falling short, 112 to 105. Um, guys, any quick thoughts on the games <laughs> uh, this week, Paul? Um, right. Phoenix was fantastic to watch. Really enjoyed that. Um, Denver, it was on. Uh, I can't say I watched it much because it, it was it was really poor. It was uh, one another one of those games. Boston was disappointing, obviously. Um, but look, let's focus on the high Phoenix. It was it was a really good game, really good performance. And then you've got to applaud the eight fit players last night. I mean, effectively, it was seven and a half because Michael Carter Williams didn't feature that heavily. But well done to him on even turning out in the uniform. Um, they played some. I think we've been talking about it all day, haven't we? The, uh, the phrase "heart and hustle" is returning to O Town um, because that's how they played. It was excellent. I, I was really impressed by what those guys did last night. Yeah, G. Yeah, just echo what Paul said. Um, very impressed yesterday uh, with the effort, the commitment of the players, just to compete uh, whilst on demand. Um, the Phoenix game was a, a good spectacle for anybody who wants to get, uh, start watching, you know, the sport of basketball, back and forth, down to the wire. Uh, and nice to get the W, uh, especially with Evan and Vooch contributing very well. Uh, second half of the Denver game, uh, commend the effort again. But then the, the Boston game in the first half of the Denver game, uh, best not talk about it, really. Yeah. 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 Um... Josh, I've got some questions about <laughs> how your week's been, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, so let's uh, talk about what's really gone down this week, and that was uh, the Magic deciding to blow everything up um, and begin a brand new rebuild, um, the second rebuild that the Magic are going to start un- uh, since Dwight Howard was traded in 2012. Um what was your initial thoughts? We'll get into the trades and break those down in a minute. Um, 
on the decision to trade Vooch, Evan Fournier, and AG. Uh, I'll start with G. Um, right. So, on, was it Wednesday? No, Thursday. Thursday, yeah. You messaged me out of the blue. Vooch is gone. Vooch is gone. I'm thinking, you're kidding me. I'm going to stop um, you there because I was going to tell this story, okay? I, I thought but you were. I'll, I'll start with the story. So, I'm, I'm <laughs> sat down. I'm okay. sat down here. I've just finished watching the uh, the Suns game on replay um, a few hours before and about 20 to 3 in the afternoon. So it would have been about, um, what's that in the States? Would it have been about 10 to 10 in the morning, something like that. Um, 11-ish. Yeah, sure so it was, that, it was a bit earlier yeah. in the day. And I put a WhatsApp group message to you both and I said, there's just, a, I've got this little gut feeling that Vooch might get traded today. And and the reporting has been the complete opposite all along. Um, I stuck the same feeling on Twitter about 10 minutes later. And then tw- 20 minutes later, I'm sat with my daughter asleep, having her afternoon nap on me. And I get the Woj bomb come through. Orlando sending Nikola Vucevic <laughs> and Al Farouk Aminu to Chicago. I mean, Woj must have been so excited because he didn't even put and, <laughs> just the comma. Um, he just wanted to beat Shams to the punch, I think. Um, and I'm, I woke my daughter up to FaceTime G because I know Paul was out walking. Yep. And I was like, G, G, Vooch has gone. He's like, nah, you're joking, man. You're winding me up. I've been winding you up for a few weeks, haven't I? You have, you have. I wasn't buying it. And then... And, um... Yeah, we, we you checked it, and oh my God, yeah, Vooch is gone. Um, it's not something we expected, was it? You know, all the reporting was Fournier because he's expiring, Aaron with his trade demands. Yeah. Um, and you, you watched Vucevic when he was um, interviewed by Dante after the Phoenix game. Um, he just looked so happy. He just seemed relaxed. You just didn't think he would be traded and you thought he'd be that centerpiece, you know, when we get Isaac and Fultz back next year that can um, bring in this new rookie. Um, and then, you know, we might be challenging again, um, you know, at least for the postseason. So um, total shock, total shock. Paul, what was your reaction? Cause uh, you were a bit behind the times cause you had no signal. <laughs> I've got, I mean, of all the afternoons to pick to go for a countryside walk where there is absolutely no phone signal, um, I think I messaged you all to say, right, there's only Evan to go then, only Evan remaining from 2015 when I went to my first game, at which point I got, catch up, mate, he's gone, he went as soon as Vooch did. Um, I'd got no idea I was out of signal. Um, look, initially, I was really sad, um, particularly at Vooch. Um, I'd... I suppose because I, I'd I started being a fan in 2013, 2014 time. So effectively all I've ever known is a rebuild, except for the 2018-19 season, mm. which I absolutely loved. You know, a, a winning record going across the playoffs, the trip that we had. It was it was excellent. I absolutely loved it. So it was it was kind of uh oh really? Here we go again. Um Particularly as I felt that this season, before we had any injuries, and particularly before Markel went down, I, I, you know, I felt that we could push further in the first round of the playoffs this year. Um, so yeah, there was that reluctance to enter another um, rebuild. 
But mm. once the dust settles, my thoughts were, this makes sense. Overall, I'm happy at the position that we've got to start the rebuild. Um, it's overdue. We've all said for a long while that it's 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 needed. Um, sixth most expensive squad. And we weren't pushing for anything more than potentially a second round of the playoffs. Um, Vooch, as you know, I felt we'd overpaid when we re-signed him. Um, some of the contracts we've got were definitely hampering progress and abilities to make any changes. So where we are now with the picks and the cap space and player exceptions, the young core, um, and I suppose the opportunity to be super aggressive in restricted free agency um, with the cap space that we've got, it's it's a good place to be. So overall, yeah, I'm happy. I've got no problems on it. Josh, how were you? How surprised were you when you saw the news come through about Vooch? Because we all thought. We all assumed that he was going to be part of the future for the next couple of years with Fultz and Isaac and, and the rest of the young guys. Um, what, what was your thoughts? Well, I was, I was surprised. Certainly, as I had said many times, the Magic are in a position or were in a position before those trades where they had to listen to everything. Yeah. Uh, because the path forward for them was so unclear at best. At best. So... Of course, they were going to welcome suggestions from teams. What I didn't expect was for them to be willing to part with him because I do think that it imperils the development of Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no doubt about that in my mind. Uh, J.I. and Markel have a lot of potential, no doubt about it. But I think it's going to be a very difficult road for them offensively next year uh, with the personnel who currently are on the squad. I don't know how the team will have any floor spacing. I don't know uh, how they'll get open shots. I don't. Yeah. Uh, and so this is one of the potential negatives to the deal. And that's why I didn't think a, a Vucevic trade was going to happen. Or was I wrong? <laughs> or was I wrong? And, and um, there, there was also talk about someone had said something somewhere, well, the Magic need a, a Drew Holiday level trade. Well, I don't think this is that. No. Um, but it's not, a, it's not a bad return at all. And uh, it, it could mean the difference between a successful rebuild and seven seven years of a stall rebuild mm. yeah i mean what i liked um go on, go on mikey sorry no 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 go uh, um what i liked what the front office said and uh, the press conference uh watched yesterday it's a pivot um you know the way things we were, were going like what paul said is it's probably a second round team um we weren't going to win a championship with that roster so gaining the assets, the uh, cap space, the flexibility, um, whilst, you know, um, extending uh, Markel and Jonathan Isaac, who are, you know, other than Vucevic, were the best players on the team. Um, granted, Evan was pretty good too. Um, it just gives you that flexibility. If we, if we manage to land Kate Cunningham now, uh, totally bottom out this year, then free agency in two, three years' time, you're going to have all that money to throw at somebody who wants to potentially play 
with these guys and you know it might propel us further than the second round so mm. I like the word pivot I wouldn't quite say it's a pivot I think it's more of a bottom and out than anything um, yeah I, I mean the last few years I mean we had the good run in the playoffs in 2018-19 but the last few years just haven't gone to plan have they really um, yeah. there was a stat we've all seen it on Twitter uh, Mark Elfoltz Jonathan Isaac, Aaron Gordon and Mo Bamba never played a minute together on the floor the entire time they've all been on the roster. And they were the group that we all thought the Magic would, were hoping to build around moving forwards. Um, we know Mo's obviously still a bit of a project. Um, I'm, I think I was in more shock when it came through. I was, <laughs> when I said I was FaceTiming Geraint, and uh, I was shaking. I said to you, didn't I? I was shaking, yeah. reading it out to you. And I was like, I can't believe it. I was joking. I didn't really joke about it. I just had that little nagging feeling that it might just happen because nobody had reported it. Nobody thought it was going to happen. Um, so mm. it was the shock. We all knew Evan and, and AG were likely going. Um, so that wasn't really a surprise. But the thing... I'm positive about, I feel like this young group of players that we've got at the moment. So Markel Fultz, Hampton, Cole Anthony, Chuma, Jonathan Isaac, Mo, Wendell Carter Jr. I feel like that's a, a really nice young core group of talented players that I don't think Rob Hennigan ever really had to build or he didn't have that amount to start off with. Um, he started with a lot less than this. We've got this this year. We've got our own first round pick, which is likely going to be a top pick. Um, we've got Chicago's first round pick as well. So they're starting from a good young base. The thing I worry about, and I'm sure Josh, we're going to talk about this shortly, is the veteran leadership in that locker room. What what do you think to that, Josh? Is that something that you're worried about moving forwards? Now Vooch has specifically gone as well. Uh, well, I think it, I think it has the potential to be an issue. Um, without question, Gary Harris, Otto Porter, all good, you know, both good veterans. That's true, but that's not again. You need more mm, uh, yeah. than just being a good veteran, and, and they might be more. Uh, just how happy will they be next year when the when the team is has lost uh, perhaps eight out of nine? Yeah, uh, you know who. Actually, I don't think Otto Porter will be here next year, but that's just a guess. Um, at the last rebuild the Magic had is uh, is instructive. Uh, Jameer Nelson uh, had a rough time that in that rebuild. Uh, it, it got to be very difficult for him for reasons that were beyond his control in part, but uh, it's an issue. It's an, you can't just put a whole bunch of young guys on a team, particularly a team that's going to lose a lot of games, mm. and expect everything to go well with the mood of the team and the, the work ethic, work habits. Uh, you know, losing 50-plus games, again, if that's what happens, as it appears it will be, yeah. uh, that's, that's very tough. That's mm. very difficult. And if you put a bunch of 20, 21, 22, 23-year-old people who are just new to the league and are trying to understand how the league works, uh, you potentially are asking for trouble if you don't have the right coach. Now, if Steve Clifford and his coaching staff uh, remain, that will be a huge, huge 
plus for the yeah. development effort, but one also with some potential risks, which I'm sure we'll get to. Yeah. And, and what, what one thing I want to finish on with that is watching last night's game against the Blazers, watching MCW and Ennis, you got veterans like that playing with these young guys. They work, they play hard. And I think if whatever group they surround these young players with, that's the sort of players you want with them that they're, they're trying to show them the way. Anyway, um, moving on. So um, Vooch has been with the Magic for nine years. Evan Fournier was seven, as well as Aaron Gordon, who got drafted by the Magic. Um, have we got any favourite moments or memories? Um, any sort of final thoughts on those guys and their time in Orlando, Paul? Well, as we said, I thought Vooch would be magic for life. Um, my my favourite moment, I'm going to go for three moments with each, uh, a moment with each player that I was in the Amway for. My favourite moment for Vooch, and this is where my mind went straight away, was um, the game-winning three-pointer that he hit uh, November 2015 um, over the Lakers, buzzer beater. Um, Evan, it has to be the two-pointer that he hit against the Cavs um, in November 2018. Um, again, another buzzer beater. Sat courtside for that one. I was up and jumping around. It was amazing to be present for. And uh, from the same trip for AG, it's um, again November 2018. DJ Augustine with the alley-oop to uh, AG. Hand behind the head for the Carl Malone. Um, mailman slam dunk. It was that was great. I loved it. So they're they're my three memories of them. That's what that's what I'm going with. G. Yeah, I you can't fault these guys at all. You know they're consummate professionals. Carried themselves very well. Represented the franchise. You know, um, and they're highly regarded around the league. Um, as for favorite moments for each of them. Uh, for me, with Vucevic, was actually getting to meet Vucevic. I've mentioned this on the podcast before. Um, it was a game back in 2017, and it was you know just after shoot around, probably an hour, just over an hour before tip off. And um, he's there talking to myself and my friend Mark. Signs my jersey, has a photo, no problems at all. You know, mm. nothing was too too much um, effort. So um, you got to commend him. You know, he's a superstar player, just talking to little old me. So that was really nice. Um, along with uh, all his buzzer beaters, Paul mentioned the Lakers. When well, I was going to say that, but um, and he also did I, one against the Hawks as well. I was there. I got. I was there. I got to have that one, Anna. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, ever, I was ever so pleased that I was going first on this section, so I knew I was getting that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fournier, then um, I think he's carried himself extremely well. He's been given uh, a thankless job, really of trying to be the main focal point. Um, as you guys know, I've defended him to the hill. Um, so, you know, you just wish him the very best um, and thank him for his services. Um, and then with AG, you probably think about the dunk contest, possibly. Um, but he's done a lot for the central floor of the community. Um, and I think it was his Code Orlando project this year, um, mm -hmm. giving back to the community that he got involved with. So, you know, these are all top, top guys and um, you wish them all the best, really. Yeah. Um, Josh, I'm going to ask you a slightly different question. How, how, do you think, how do you think the three of them are going to do in their new situations? Do you feel like where they've gone is probably going to be more... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Do you think it's going to suit them 
more as players? Because obviously in Orlando in their time, they've there's been more asked of them than probably should have been. It, it'll be fascinating to watch. Uh, fascinating to watch. And um, I think they'll do fine eventually. I think the first few games are going to be rough at least. Uh, typically mid-season trades are tough to, to, to deal with. The person I'm most interested in is Aaron Gordon because he's joining, well, he's joining a team uh, with two established stars plus another a young rising star. And uh, in Orlando, I think he, he really ex- overextended himself in terms of his game. Now, you're right. Part of, part of that was because of the role Orlando needed him to play. That's true. But I don't think that all, I don't think that, um, yeah, I don't think that that uh, was all a part of the personnel. Uh, so can he stay in his lane in Denver? Uh, he sounded great today on his, on his press conference in Denver. Uh, I look forward to seeing how that turns out. I, I think he could be a tremendous addition to their team if he is in a circum uh, a, a a very well described role yeah yeah um so let's break down the the the, the different trades that uh, the magic decided to make so we didn't i don't think there's a lot of fans online who probably think that are oh, that the, the front office have been sat on their hands the last few years and they haven't been aggressive in deals and i I don't believe that to be the case. I just don't think that those deals ever really presented themselves. Um, running it back wasn't an option with the players getting older, contracts expiring, um, injuries to Fultz and Isaac, um, and the Magic decided to uh, blow it up and, and go a different direction. So it all started with the trade of Nikola Vucevic and Al Farouk to Chicago, uh, and the Magic got back Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., and two first-round picks, top four protected this year and in 2023. Um, Josh, what what do you think about the return that the Magic got for Vooch? Because obviously there was a lot of talk about people thinking that we should get a star in return if we're going to trade Vooch, and that wasn't to be the case. Um, but what do you think about that move? I'm not sure it's realistic to, to have expected a, a star in return for Vooch. Um partly because of his age, partly because uh, he had two years remaining on his deal. Um, ideally, a team that acqui- acquires a player uh, would like more time. Uh, but I think it's a good starting point. Those two first-round picks uh, have the potential to help, but I don't think that they're going to help quite as much as Magic fans hope that they will. depends on where they land. If, if those picks are six or seven, well, that's one thing. If the picks are, if the bulls start to take off uh, and wind up with the 15th or 16th pick, well, then they're not great. Yeah. They're not great. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr. so far has not distinguished himself in the NBA. Uh, Otto Porter Jr., I doubt the team will resign him, but it's early to say. Uh, Certainly, the cap, uh, the cap implications are excellent for the Magic. It's very good to get get beyond the Aminu contract. Yeah. Uh, Vooch's final two years, although he has a reasonable salary, 
I would love to give you a definitive answer, but so much of this is going to depend on where the picks end up. And then yeah. if they draft well, which this right. team hasn't always done. I was just going to say, gee, I think uh, we've, when we were talking about getting picks back, the, the risk, the comment that was passed was we don't want another Mario Hizonja. That's that's the danger of picks. You know, you can you're not guaranteed to get something back that's actually gonna work out. No, that's right, that's right. And just a question on those uh, top four protections, if you'd be so kind. Um, what if the bulls do sort of bottom out this year and the pick does land in the top four? What's the stipulation? Um, what will the magic get instead? I have to look back at my notes, my understanding, or at least my recollection, and I'm not properly caffeinated to, to say <laughs> that I'm 100% correct. Uh, I believe that that goes down uh, to top three protected the next year. Uh, okay. So, uh, in, in which case, since league rules prohibit teams from trading first-round picks in two consecutive years. years. Yeah, so mm -hmm. if it gets conveyed in 2022, then the other pick would be conveyed at the earliest in 2024. So, okay. they, don't, so they don't like some picks conveyed to two seconds. They will just push, push back a season. That is the most likely scenario. Right. I'm not certain at uh, my recollections how it will ultimately dissolve. If it ever gets that far, but it does seem unlikely that it would get that far. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, okay. So the second trade was. Have anybody got any other thoughts on that Vooch no. trade? No, no. Um, I I just throw in there as well. You know, I I was initially extremely disappointed. I thought we were keeping him. Uh, it was just that shock thing. You've got an all star who loves Orlando, um, does not want to leave. Um, and you saw uh, with Josh's question today um, in the media um, what that did to Vooch. You know, he, he teared up, didn't he? Didn't he? And it's quite a, a difficult watch, really. Mm. Um, so you have somebody who just wanted to be here, is an all-star, and it's just a bit di difficult um, for us to swallow. But we do understand why it was done. Um, it's just difficult. You weren't unhappy. You were steaming. When yeah, I met okay. you, you were steaming. You, there's, there's words that I'm even going to say on the podcast. You were not happy. <laughs> I had, I had Sabrina message me to say, "What have we done? What have we yeah. done?" And she, and then the next message was, "There's, it's pointless me trying to get any work done today. I just can't concentrate." Mm -hmm. it's, it showed that's, that's how it affected people. That's how much it affected yeah. people. The other thing, just on this trade. Yeah. Am I right in saying, did I hear right or read somewhere that Wendell Carter Jr. was on the same college team as uh, Tumor? Was it Tumor? He, he, he was, was on, at Duke. He was on the same AAU team out of Atlanta. Uh, isn't it interesting, though, guys, that um, people are – their, their reactions are, are – I get it. I agree with it if I were a fan. Uh, tough to lose Vooch. I get it. But isn't it interesting how perceptions, opinions have changed over the last two years? Yeah. Had, oh, yeah. Had yeah. This, yeah had, had this trade occurred early in uh, the 2018-19 season, uh, I don't think fans would have uh, 
shed a tear. But isn't it interesting how, as human beings, uh, opinions evolve and change? And I hope that people's opinions on Evan Fournier changed when he had that heartfelt response to his feelings for Orlando and the team uh, the night before the deadline. Uh, allow me to editorialize here, but the Evan Fournier I know and have seen uh, as a journalist uh, over seven years is not the Evan Fournier fans perceived. Oh, and uh, I, think that's a, I think that's a real shame and uh, inaccurate. Um, I don't know. I'm not, I, I'm not trying to m make a point per se or, or anything like that. It, I'm just making an observation that it is interesting how fans' perceptions of, of, of people change over time. Yeah. Uh, it's fascinating to me. And I'm sure that back when I was a fan, before I got into journalism, that my opinions change. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thank you for letting me just uh, digress. I, I think it's, it's a perfectly good point about Evan because um, he, for me, uh, we, 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 I was either, I find him either brilliant or frustrating. There was very rarely an in-between um, with Evan. But the thing I would never question him about was his actual intention and dedication to the team. Um, and uh, similar to what you've said, Josh, when I, I've got to meet him a couple of times and he was all, again, he was another one, as, as uh, Garant said about uh, Vooch, who was generous with his time, would stand and talk to you, would engage you. Nothing was too much trouble. So I, I can't go with a lot of the hate that Magic fans have got towards Evan. Um, it's not where I was, not where I would come from. Quite agree with you. And look, I get criticizing him as what he does on the court. That's. Yep. I, I agree. I, I can understand how someone would, would feel that way. He's, as you just, as you guys described, uh, a, a very. Uh, Feast or famine player, a feast or famine player, and uh, hey, it's a it's a it's a hundred percent legitimate to criticize anyone for their work performance, me included. <laughs> and, but but uh, you know, uh, if I write a bad sentence or construct a story poorly, doesn't mean I'm a bad guy. It means I was incompetent in that one instance. So. <laughs> I think coming something that Nick Anderson said to us um, was that it's very easy for people who have never played basketball to criticise. You stand and prepare yourself to take a charge from somebody who's coming full pelt at you, six foot six and 200 and whatever pounds. Um, yeah, brace yourself and then stand up and see and tell me that I'm rubbish at defence or I can't, you know, the people who have never dunked a ball. I've never dunked a ball. Uh, it's, it's very hard for me to criticise somebody for missing a shot when I can't do it myself. You need to work on your plyometrics, Paul. <laughs> Whatever that means, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, right, so moving on to the uh, Evan Fournier trade. So he got traded to the Boston Celtics for Jeff Teague, who's now been waived uh, by the Magic, um, and two second-round picks and a 17.1 million trade exception. Um Gee, it was an expiring contract. Are you happy with what we got back for, for Mr. Fournier? 
Um, I know the Boston fans are happy um, to, to get a player who can average 20 points a game, uh, put the ball in the hoop. Um, he'll be a key piece for them. Um, the problem is that the market dictated what we got, didn't it? Um, so it was only two second rounds on offer. So we had to take what we could get. Um, otherwise, we'd risk losing him for nothing. Um, and he'd still be on the roster trying to compete uh, and probably racking up these W's, um, which puts us out of the, you know, uh, the top three or four for the lottery. So, you know, well, it is what it is, isn't it? Um, there's not much more else to say about it. That's the best offer we had. So we had to take it. And once for, and once Fuchs was gone, it was a foregone conclusion, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I did feel that it's kind of a very low return for an expiring contract for a player of that stature. But in fact, Josh, can I ask you? Um, obviously, we got this seventeen million trade exception back with uh, the Evan deal, and it's one of those things that I've kind of got a rough idea, but I don't think I'm a hundred percent clear. How is it something that the Magic could potentially use? It could be used to trade for a player who is in the final year of his contract um, or is about to be in the, the very final year of his contract. Um, or excuse me, that's totally wrong. It's, <laughs> I, got, I got confused <laughs> with the disabled player exception. Uh, I told you I should be more... We'll confident. edit that bit out, Josh. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> yes. so, any, so anyway, uh, how could it be used? Well, I will say this. A, trade, a traded player exception or a trade exception... That dissolves after one year's time. Uh, it can be, it cannot be combined with another person's yeah. salary. Let's, for example, it can't be combined with, say, someone who earns $10 million to create $27 million of outgoing salary to get a $27 million player in. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a way, a mechanism to add someone when you're over the cap. And could Magic use it? Yes. Within this calendar year, yes. But if the team is going to attempt to bottom out, uh, is it likely to pick up a high-quality player with the knowledge that he may raise the win total and, and hurt the value of your own pick? I, I, I guess that's a rhetorical question I just asked, uh, but these are these are some of the the issues involved yeah i uh, my feed froze up i'm sorry so i kind of only got the first few words so is it so i don't know if you've already answered this or not and i apologize if you have is it something that you can't carry over to for next year then into the next season i, I believe it lasts one calendar year from from the moment of the trade was consummated okay cool. think, yeah. yeah so 12 months because they Got it from the Gordon Hayward trade to Charlotte, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. Just so I understand it. So Gary Harris has got a year left after the season. I think it's about 20 million. So let's say I'm just making the trade off the top of my head. They uh, Golden State wanted Gary Harris and they wanted to get Andrew Wiggins off their books. If the Magic were close to the cap, they could absorb Wig some of Wiggins' money into that trade exception by swapping Harris? Is that how it or, or is Or do you just trade for that player? No, it could be used for multiple players coming in. Right. But it can't be combined with someone else 
or another trade exception yeah. uh, to create even more of an opportunity to, to bring in a board uh, a much higher salary person. I can't, yeah. um, I can't uh, combine my $10 million salary plus this $17 million trade exception to go get, um, I don't know, Bradley Beal. Actually, he makes much more than 27 million, but uh, I just (laughs) thought it would be funny for me. I just thought it would be funny for me to say that, oh, my $10 million salary. uh, (laughs) That's that's not going to happen, nor should it happen, nor do I deserve $10 million. So it's just, just funny to even contemplate. And not that my uh, trade idea made any sense. So we'll move on from that one. Um, and then the last uh, trade that happened, um, I think we were all expecting a few more, but they didn't come to fruition, was Aaron Gordon going to Denver for Gary Harris, uh, RJ Hampton, and a 2025 first round pick, which is top five protected. Um, Paul, was it about what you thought we might get for AG? Um, Yeah. I think that there were a lot, a lot of us felt that we would get more, but um, I, I think we've said before there was an awful lot of overestimation of what the market value of somebody like Aaron Gordon is. Um, he's been a fluctuating in efficiency for us over his years. He's never developed as much as people would have expected. So there's and it's still an element of risk for whoever take him on. Yeah. Uh, for us to get back. RJ Hampton, um, he's in his rookie season, isn't he? If memory serves me right. Mm-hmm. Um, athletic guard position. Uh, he seems to be something that we wanted. Um, improve his shot, then he's going to be a threat at the rim um, because of his athlete athleticism. Plays one or two, so yeah, we he's he's a a, a nice piece to bring in. We'll see where he goes. Um, you know, I, I quite like Gary Harris. I think he's a solid player. Um, he's been with the, with the Nuggets since coming into the league. Um, decent shot. Uh, he can do as a job. Um, 35, 36% from three, I think I read. So, uh, yeah, we'll see where it goes. Um, <laughs> I don't think it was an awful deal. Um, and their pick... A lot depends on how they go over the years, doesn't it, really? Um, as to where that's going to fall. I, I can't imagine that they're going to be um, in the market for a top uh, a sixth or seventh pick. In, I would imagine that it's going to be lower down than that. It's 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 what it is. Um, we were hitting reset, so whatever we got back, fine, I'm good with it. I think it was along the lines of what Josh, I think you wrote about it several weeks ago, about... If the Magic traded Aaron Gordon, if Fournier's out the door, Gordon's your most likely player to bring back a starting calibre two guard, which is what essentially happened, wasn't it? Um, Josh, with that... Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, can we just uh, re-emphasize? Can we just re-emphasize how great I am? It, absolutely. <laughs> no, no. Um, but, but Gary Harris is a starting two guard, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, That's legit, exactly what he is. Legit, legit. Dave Dufour of The Athletic and I posited this exact trade uh, in, a, in a piece that was written on uh, that was published Tuesday. Yeah. So uh, I didn't say it was going to happen or that that's what they were discussing. I put a hypothetical trade. I said to my man, Dave, 
Dave, if you were in the Nuggets shoes, would you do this? And he said, yes. So, but, so enough about, you know, patting myself on the back. <laughs> that was one of your, uh, was it seven different trades you come up with? Was it that article, wasn't it? I think. Yes, yeah. that's, that, that's correct. Yeah. Yes. We all just need to listen to Josh a lot, lot more, basically. That's, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Um, just well, a quick that's question. I'm hinting, but we all know that that's, that's, that's not good <laughs> sound advice, but that is what I'm saying. Just a quick uh, question about that top five protected pick as well. I'm guessing that's a bit like the uh, the the Bulls picks. If they don't, if they get a top five pick in 25, then it goes. It conveys to the following year. Um, I, I think it's a smart pick. I saw a couple of people were like 2025. Well, what's the point in having a first round pick? Five or four years away, you never know what can happen to the Denver Nuggets. If exactly. if Jokic turns around, if they don't win a title, if they don't contend uh, or, or get close to contention or making the finals, and Jokic turns around and goes, I want out, or, or Jamal Murray, four years is a long time. And, and you never know that they could be, I'm not saying they're going to be in a situation like we're in, but that 25 pick, uh, sorry, 2025 pick could be, a little bit higher than we probably project it to be at the moment. There's there's more than one team have had that happen to them, isn't there? Yeah. There's absolutely. more than one team. Yeah. Plus, I, th I think that there were some sort of uh, future picks that already had been uh, promised by Denver to other teams that prevented anything uh, from being any sooner anyway. But your point, your point, as Scott Stiles would say, when I said, when anyone would say something interesting or worthwhile we say well your point is valid well mikey your point is valid uh, <laughs> josh um denver um of course we heard rumors you know we were going to possibly trade with them and um read a couple of tweets articles that said rj hampton was added in late do you have any or any speculation as to what they were offering before he was added in late i don't but I suspect that R.J. Hampton was highly coveted by Orlando in that deal. And uh, in terms of any of the players who were the four people who were brought in, uh, and I'm not discussing the, I'm not referring to the upcoming draft picks, uh, but he is the player with the highest untapped upside. Uh, I think that they are very happy to bring him aboard that they view him as a, a young uber athletic uh, guard who potentially could develop into a very dynamic exciting uh, two-way two player yeah. uh, it, it, that will be one of the most his growth and he's only 20 so he's got a long long way to go his growth will be one of the most fascinating things to monitor over the next two, three years. It really will be. I look forward to watching it because it's just as an intellectual exercise, it's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah. Thank uh, you. See, Mikey, I told you to get his jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, you're always on jerseys, mate. You're on jersey. I know. Jersey. I know. Um, no, I, I'm really excited to see RJ Hampton. Um, he's got a lot of bounce. Um, there's, there's been some viral videos going around of him in practice or, or shoot around practicing between the legs and, and dribbles and all that sort of stuff and finishing with dunks. So I, I think if anything, he's 
going to almost replace Aaron Gordon for that wow factor with highlights and stuff like that. So I think he's one to watch. Um, so Magic turned a page. Um, so it's we're looking to the future now. We've got 27 games left to endure this season. Um, and I think we can all agree the main focus the rest of the way is really developing and, and focusing on giving minutes to Cole Anthony when he returns. Tumor, who's been really, really good and uh, and showing what he could do. It's really funny, actually, because we've got a, a UK Twitter group with there's about 35, 40 of us in there, isn't there? Yeah. And a couple of days ago, I think it was before the Suns game, we were like, what's happened to Tumor's offense? Like, he's been posting like four points or two points a game and stuff like that. And next minute, he's hitting 17, 22. He's, he can't miss a three. Um, so he's going to get his opportunity. Um, Mo Wendell Carter Jr. when he when he comes in. Um, so I think that's, that's what we're all sort of looking forward to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Josh? Definitely. Who from the current roster of, you know, kind of uh, your veteran role players who wouldn't generally, you know, get more than 15, 20 minutes would, um, you could benefit from these remaining 27 games for the Magic, you know, to uh, just show what they can do? Well, I think all of them can uh, because they are going to get a heck of a lot more shots than what Booch, Evan, Aaron... Uh, took. So uh, James Ennis could potentially raise his value potentially by some inflated stats from here on out. Uh, certainly Mo Bamba, yeah, Mo Bamba is not a James Ennis. It's a totally different situation, different po points in their career. Mo Bamba is going to start to get, I imagine, um, heavy playing time. Uh, certainly heavier than what he has got. Uh, very important for him. Uh, Cole, Chuma, they, they, they'll play as long as they're healthy and they'll play extensively. So uh, just because a young player gets a ton of minutes doesn't mean he gets better. I'll just say that. I think that's yeah, one of the true. things that when fans talk about player development, uh, you know, player development isn't just putting a guy on the floor 30 minutes a game. Um, there's so much more to it than that. Uh, it, it's doing it in a way that ultimately helps a team win. And that's one of the biggest problems of the Magic's last rebuild, one that failed, frankly. Uh, they didn't develop those players well. They just didn't. Yeah. yeah. The talking of bringing players in and, and success, Lakeland did really well in the bubble, uh, the G League bubble. Is there a way, I mean, there's lots of fans wanting to see somebody like Devin Kennedy being brought in to the team. Is there a way that the Magic could do that? And do you feel that he could step up and do a job for the team? As a matter of fact, it's interesting you met. I'm not going to break any news because I don't have any news to break. But I will tell you that you mentioned, Jet, I think Mikey mentioned that Jeff Teague has been waived. Well, that leaves an open roster spot for them. Uh, that would open the door for, for Devin to be signed. Um, maybe to a 10 day, you know, maybe to uh, a contract for the rest of the year. It's possible. That's a possibility. Uh, I, he, he was superb in the G league bubble. They yeah. like what he brings, but is he an NBA prospect? If he were, he'd be on a roster by now. Maybe everyone has missed, uh, 
misevaluating him. It's possible. Um, but that's interesting that you bring that up. It's a possibility, I would imagine. It's, there's, a, there's a real clamour amongst Magic fans for him to be given a chance when you, when you read twi- Twitter and whatever. So I was just interested if you thought he could actually do a job for the team. I think he's. A, I think if he gets a three-point opportunity, he has a chance to hit it. Uh, I don't mean to be flippant. I'm not trying to be. Um, but that's one of the things he brings in a sport where the three-point shot is more important than ever before. Um, yeah. So, yes. Yeah. We, if, he, if he fails, um, he's, he's had a shot then. Um, and it's not really affected our chance of winning. So it's kind of a win-win, I suppose. Either way, we can either, we can give him a shot and see if he can develop and do as a job. And if not, and if he doesn't, hey, it helps the uh, the lottery chances. Mm. Should we say that? Well, the Magic have done that in the past, right? Uh, in the year that Luka Doncic and Trey Young were drafted, uh, the injury-riddled Magic in Frank Vogel's final year with the team. Yeah, uh, did exactly that. Yeah, Rodney Purvis, uh, Jamel Artis, uh, at best fringe prospects, guys brought in from the G League and uh, remain with the team for the rest of the season. It's possible. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're bright, they're a very bright young man. <laughs> very bright young man. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that more than more than the bright comment, the young side of it. <laughs> <laughs> I empathise. <laughs> um, Josh, one thing I want to ask you about is the uh, coaching situation. So I think it's pretty well known that the uh, Jeff Weltman and the and Steve Clifford have both got a year left on their contract. And I don't think the Magic would have probably agreed to blowing it up if Jeff Weltman's job wasn't safe. I'm, I'm still fully behind Jeff Weltman. Um, he's, yeah. I'll just leave it at that. Um, but when it comes to the coaching side of it, um, what what are you? I'm not asking you to to delve anything, but do you think it's do you think there's a possible coaching change coming, or do you think Steve Clifford would be happy sticking with this and helping the Magic through this rebuild? And because I I think he's a very good coach, and and he'll be the sort of coach that you want to sort of spearhead this this new start for us. I think he'd be, he and his coaching staff would be ideal to develop young players. This narrative that he doesn't develop young players is inaccurate in my judgment uh, from everything I've seen and, and heard throughout the league um, and through his tenure both in Charlotte and Orlando. Uh, but I think there are two factors to consider. A, does he want to be... Uh, heading a rebuilding project as opposed to coaching a team that is um, fighting for the playoffs and, and being in the playoffs. I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I just simply don't know. I don't have any, I'm not suggesting anything. I just don't know the answer to it. I could see why he wouldn't. And yet I could also see why he would because, Hey, there are only 30 jobs in the league now. There are and, uh, so there's value to being a head coach. Uh, on the, but there's also a flip side to all this. One of the most important parts of this rebuild will be where the Magic's own picks fall. 
the ones that they own for which their record determines the spot. Uh, this coaching staff excels at getting the most out of its teams. Is it possible that even with a, a, a roster with limited talent as it has now, and as it likely will have next year, that they will coax enough wins out of that team where they significantly reduce their chances of getting the first or second or third pick in the lottery? Yes, it's possible. Uh, that would be the, the uh, only negative of keeping Steve Clifford uh, is that in, in a perverse way, he's too, he and his assistant coaches are too darn good coaches. Yeah. <laughs> uh, imagine that, imagine that where that, that would be a scenario where it would have negative effects, but that's uh, that's a problem with the way draft picks are allocated. Well, we you saw get rewarded that. for being bad. Yeah, well, we saw that last night, didn't we? <laughs> we nearly beat beat the Blazers with half a squad, basically. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We we also had a question coming from one of our followers, Anthony Unwin. Um, and I don't know if it's something that you're able to answer or not. He's uh, asking if the organisation will or are going to are are doing reviewing training protocols uh, and the training staff given the number of injuries we've suffered this season. Uh, I asked Jeff Weltman that exact question in the in the piece um, that published late last night. I'd like to I'll let him speak for himself uh, on yeah. that. Um, Yes, I, I think that's the best way to answer that. Um, basically, he, he said he has full confidence in the, in the training staff. Uh, but I'll let people read his response to try to um, gather their thoughts. It's interesting to me, by the way, that when Markel Fultz came back at the start of last season and was looking rejuvenated from his time in Philly, everyone was complimenting the training staff. Well, <laughs> Yeah, uh, we we actually had a talk about this earlier on, didn't we, lads? Where and the kind of consensus we have is that there has to be some um, leveling of criticism towards the NBA itself for the number of games that they're squeezing into a very very short period of time. Um, it's it's affecting every team. It's not just Orlando that have had injury issues this season. And well, yes. Orlando have it, has it far in excess of anyone else. Absolutely, but, absolutely. But but and to to amplify your point, uh, you know, Paul, it's not just the the games piled up on top of it, one on top of another. Although that I would imagine is a factor. It's also a limited training camp, yep. no um, group workouts, voluntary workouts ahead of training camp as there usually is in September of a so-called normal year. It all factors in. Yeah, it all factors in. It's all an issue, I would imagine. And and part of that, anyway, Jonathan Isaac was out from the bubble. Some of the injuries that we've, one of the injuries that we've suffered, and Aaron Gordon as well, yeah. um, to start the season, were both from the bubble. They mm -hmm. don't actually relate to this this particular season. Yeah, the, the one thing I'll add is with injuries. And the draft lottery and all of this, we are hoping for a lot of luck to come our way because we've not had it the last eight years. Yeah. Um, and that's what a lot of this, it's a gamble, Josh, isn't it? You've, you've wrote about that. The, the whole changing of this direction is is gambling what 
what things are going to go like. Um, so all eyes at the moment are really going to be on that draft lottery. I don't think the date or anything like that's been decided yet when that's when that's uh, going to be uh, done. Um, we've obviously got the two picks, our, our own pick, which hopefully is number one. Um, but we we will see. Um, one question that I didn't put on our agenda um, I wanted to ask you guys, which is being talked about a little bit more today, and especially since Vooch got traded on Thursday, is do we think it's time that the Magic start retiring player jersey numbers that have had a significant role in the in the Magic's franchise over the years? So Penny, Shaq, Dwight, T Mac, Vooch, you can include on there. Maybe Jameer. What do you think, uh, Nick? Sorry, did I not say Nick? Sorry. Shame on you. Shame. Shame. It's like Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have you walking through the streets naked, mate, with throwing <laughs> food at you and all that. <laughs> Myself, um, I believe we should. Um, especially the likes of Nick, Daryl. Um, players who... The number one is very difficult because Penny's worn it, T Max worn it, Jonathan Isaac's currently wearing it. So, you know, you got to leave that until Jonathan Isaac, um, you know, retires or whatever. Um, but certainly Nick, Daryl, um, I think should. And then you just wait until players retire. Um, they, they've been, you know, great community ambassadors, uh, fan favourites. And to be honest with you, Every time you you had a Western Wendu jersey last year, Mikey, Mate. and I kept winding you up because nobody else should wear twenty five. Chris Gatling wore it. Chris Duhan wore it. Nobody. Uh, Chase on Randall's wearing it. I don't like it. Magic That's legend number. Chris Duhan. <laughs> Nick's number. So um, I, I'm all for it. Dragon Paul. You don't I'm you don't care really. either way, do you? I don't. No, it's a number. Um, yeah. Look, I can see the argument for, but, you know, you look at number one, who do you retire it for? Well, you have to put both up there if you're going to do it, aren't you? Yeah. And and Isaac. Yeah, that's the the question. I mean, like you said, you've got to wait for Jonathan Isaac to finish his career now. He's playing as number one or to leave the team Mm. if you're going to retire that number. Um, But is it all three players that get it up there eventually? You know, assuming that, Jonathan Isaac develops in the way that we all hope, uh, or is it? Do you just write him out of it? I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Um, I can see the argument for Nick um, most definitely, uh, but do we need to retire the number when we've got the the Hall of Fame? Uh, I quite like that side of things that we have something a little bit different. It's mm. it's fan interactive. Uh, it's somewhere to have a nice walk around between before the game. So I quite like that rather than the shirt hanging in the rafters. Personal opinion. For me, that for me that's not enough. You want it in the rafters where everyone can see it because otherwise it's just one section of the concourse. But yeah. like that's just me. I think you should have both because you can't hang David Steele's number or jersey in the rafters. Although that would be pretty <laughs> cool. Um, so no, I I definitely think they should do it. Um, Josh, do you think? The Magic might change their stance because I think, was it 2013 or round about that time that Alex um, Alex Martins was basically saying, 
the, next, the first person that wins a championship here, that player might go up in the rafters. I, I'm not quite sure. What do you think? Is it a question you could put to the management when you speak to them next? <laughs> uh, it's a story idea I have um, broached with my editors, but uh, after the events of this week, it's not the highest one on my list. No, of course. So, uh, <laughs> but they, the Magic are kind of in a they're kind of in a corner on that, aren't they? Mm. They're three or four greatest players in team history, or the guys who were the most dominant. While with the Magic, Shaq, Dwight, T-Mac, um, Penny, all four of them left on uh, bad terms. So it's, it's an issue. It's yeah. an issue. And, That's um, something I was going to say. You know, you look at, would you want Dwight? His, his number raising. I think that the one thing that sort of sparked this the last the last day or two is the fact that Vooch is probably the first all-star that we've had that actually wanted to stay in Orlando, not get traded. Um, so I think there's a little bit more of a sentiment towards Vooch going up there, but we will yeah. see. Um, any other questions, guys? Want to throw it at Josh? No. All good. All good, mate. No. Cool. Don't want to take so, too much of his time up. No, absolutely. Um, so our next episode, we're actually, we weren't planning on doing this. We've got um, an episode coming up on Wednesday evening with Kevin Clark from The Ringer, uh, who's also a big Magic fan, um, which we reached out to him on Twitter the other evening after the, the trade deadline and, and everything went down. So he's coming on to join us on Wednesday. Um, so looking ahead to next week, or sorry, predictions from last week, um, I've got my second one right. Uh, so I believe all three of us have had two weeks right now. So we're all tied. So <laughs> I think we all might go a similar way the rest of the way. We'll see. Um, so the Magic in one and three uh, beat, obviously, the uh, Suns lost the Celtics, Nuggets and Blazers. Um, so this week, uh, the Magic have got the Lakers on Sunday evening for the States early hours for us in, in, in the UK. It's a 3 a.m. tip. Um, the Lakers are missing LeBron and Anthony Davis. Um, talk that they might end up in the end, in the, in the play-in tournament if they don't get them back anytime soon. I'm not quite sure it's going to go that far, but we never know. Uh, they're fourth in the West at 29 and 17. Um, and then on Tuesday night, we play the Clippers um, also at the, uh, Staples Centre, it's another 3 a.m. tip-off, and they are third in the West at 30 and 16. Right, let's see if we've got any surprises this week. So, two games for Wednesday. What are we going with? What's your records, Paul? 2-0? Oh, and 2-0, oh? oh, mate. <laughs> I don't see it. I've, look, I hate doing it. You know I do. I, know. Um, I, can't, I, I can't embrace the tank. I don't watch my team to want them to lose. I, 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 I don't care I, whatever the reward is it doesn't sit right with me um, I, I, I would still I know I've said this before I would still rather a team that got close to the playoffs have the better lottery odds than somebody who is deliberately losing I think it's wrong yeah. um, I, but as we are um, I'm going to go Owen to simply because we have a lot of pieces coming in potentially to join up, um, there's going to be teething issues to start with, yeah. I, would, I would imagine. So that's why I'm going 0-2. Otherwise, I would have felt fancy as to beat the Lakers. Gee. I still hope we do. 
we beat the Lakers. That's what's happening. You know my feeling of the Los Angeles Lakers. We're going one on one. The guys are going to come in. The new guys are going to want to show off. Um, and we're going to have a performance like we did at Staples Center last year, the day before we signed Gary Clark, and he just went off. Um, you know, these players are going to want to come in, compete, and show what they can do. Yeah. So um, let's go with one and one, and we're beating the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, I like your optimism, and I ain't going with it. I'm going out into, and I'm just leaving it there. <laughs> Josh, <laughs> Josh, do you want to give us a prediction? <laughs> No. <laughs> no, it's, uh, just, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Um, right, we got just. I think we've got just enough time for a quick bit of magic trivia. Um, I like this. What G did a few weeks ago. It's called "Who Am I?" Um, I'm going to let Josh go first. So I'm going to give you a player. I'm not going to tell you who it is. I'm going to give you five things about that player, and you can get and you got to guess who it might be. Okay. It's a, ma- it's a magic player, so I'll give you that. So you've got to choose A, B, or C, and it depends which player it is. It depends which uh, facts I'll give you. So great, a, great, a, great. It's like being on Jeopardy. Like- <laughs> so A, B, or C. <laughs> Let's do this. A, B, or C, Josh. Oh, you're actually asking me a right? Well, yeah, how yeah. do I know? It's who the I, I can't tell you. You've got to guess. Uh, sorry, you just got to pick, and then I'll give you the, the facts. and then uh, you I'll, go, I'll, so. go with, I'll go with B, please. B, okay. So, uh, fact number one. Uh, I was born in Dallas, Texas. That doesn't really narrow it down, but... <laughs> I know I'll who it you... is. Do you? Is it a yeah. current player? You're talking about a current guy? Oh, I can't be that nice to you, Josh. Right, go ahead, go ahead. All right, I'll ahead. give you the second one. Um, in 2017, I was transferred to Montvert Academy, Florida. No okay. idea? Okay. Do you want to guess? Do you want no, not one? yet. I want to hear, I okay. want to hear more. I was yeah. drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks. Drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks. And you're, just, you're saying a magic player. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let me think here. This is where my sleep deprivation is, is hurting me. The right, next, continue. Let's the, the next one will probably give it away. Does anybody else want to guess? No, I'll let Josh have this one. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think Let's... I actually might know this one. Okay. Uh, fourth one, I played for the New Zealand Breakers. Okay. Well, there you go. Thanks. So that's, uh, that's, that's quite... Clearly, James Ed. No, I know it's uh, RJ. Hampton. RJ, RJ Hansen. Was that who you're going to go with, Thank Paul? You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. War and the last one was I wear number thirteen. So there we go. Uh, right, let's go, Paul. So you got ALC, buddy. What should we pick? One I can't pronounce now. No. <laughs> um, a. A. Okay. I it. have a. So number one, I have a seven-five wingspan. Go on. I yeah, was a McDonald's All American in 2017. Geez, nodding like he knows this one. I do. 17. So, Mo? Not far off. You're not far off. Okay, third one. I averaged 13 and a half points per game at Duke. So, that might give it away. It would if I actually paid any attention right, to college okay. basketball. Let's, uh, let's go with um, Tumor then. 
fourth. Was it, I was oh drafted God. by the Chicago Bulls. Oh, so it's going to be um, Wendell. Wendell yep. Carter Jr. Correct. Right. Okay, G. Uh, yes. Then for you. Go on, Number then. one, I was born in on the 16th of May, 2000. Oh, this is going to be Gary Harris, isn't it? Because you've gone over the theme here. Nope. Okay. I grew up playing football slash soccer, switching to basketball at the age of 12. A magic player. I'm no, so going. glad they gave you this one because this is a stonker. Um, this one might narrow it down. I represented Canada at the 2019 FIBA uh, World yeah, Cup. Yeah, got this one. This one would be Kareem Manet. Correct. There you go. That's pretty easy. The last two was I was an NBA G League champion and I wear number four. So there we go. Cool. Cool. Um, uh, Josh, thank you for coming on again. Thank you for giving us your time. I know you've been super busy this week. And uh, That's my pleasure, guys. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah. Cool. And, thank you uh, very much. Let's uh, be here. We got 27 games left to enjoy, guys. <laughs> We're nearly there. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And uh, so, for those of you uh, who, who watch us and listen to the podcast, make sure you're following Orlando Magic UK on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and obviously our YouTube channel. Um, Josh, uh, is it Joshua B. Robbins that everybody can follow you? They should be following you, let's be honest. If, you, if you're a Magic fan, everybody should be following mm, you. Yeah. So, um, if they're not, then make sure we go follow Josh. Um, subscribe to your work at The Athletic. There's some awesome articles. I know you've got one that you're just finishing off that you're going to drop shortly. So um, we look forward to writing that. And uh, thank you for coming on. My pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks thank so you. much for coming. Thank you, Take care, Thank you so much. All right. All right, G. Okay. All right. See you guys. Cheers. See you. Go Magic. Go Magic. You've been listening to the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast from the guys at Orlando Magic UK. Please subscribe to the podcast available on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, and YouTube. Check out our website, orlandomagicuk.com, the UK home for fans of the Orlando Magic, and support us by using our links to the official NBA store and Fanatics for your official merchandise, including the NBA, the NFL, and many more. Follow us at Orlando Magic UK on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Go Magic! <laughs>